Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 53 of Boys in the Barrio. We have a special guest today, but before that, I would like to thank everybody for listening to our last episode. Yeah, no doubt, man. Shout out to all the love y'all gave. Uh, Dan definitely did her thing as well as... That was the last episode, right? Went Rob. Balls. Oh, that's right. That's right, man. God, I forgot. Good Lord. Sorry, Rob. Look at <laughs> that, man. You know what? I'm not used to us recording so much in a short amount of time, but yeah, shout out to Rob too, man. San Antonio is dope. Bet. Um, today, I would like to welcome a special guest. He's doing great things in the city. Um, I actually, the first time I went to his event, it was with Kevin, my cousin, which is part of the podcast. And man, I was just enlightened by everything he was doing at the spot. Yeah. It was that mega DJ. They sell like nothing but DJ equipment and stuff like that. Oh, which he could, he'll get deeper into it because I'm not that much of a pro. But I loved what he was doing, and I um I reached out to him afterwards, and he was out of town. But then we made it happen. It is my pleasure to welcome Cripnip to Boys in the Barrio. Thank you for joining us today, yeah. man. Thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, so man. Um, so, first thing I wanted to ask you is if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Um, where you come from? Are you an alien? No, <laughs> what you do? I got my papers. Got, got <laughs> all my papers. Oh, damn. See, yeah, you know, I'm good. Funny? I was thinking alien, like outer space alien, man. You you know. I was thinking, no, I was thinking, I was saying alien out of <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking out of space and stuff too. Like, oh, okay, I work in the kitchen, know. so uh, I jumped on my papers. I'm like, oh shit! Uh, whoops! We're gonna start it off like that. That boy said, "I got my papers, bro. Don't play." It's like, nah, don't, it's not even funny. So yeah, man, tell us all about yourself. Um, so my name's Jay. I go by Cripnip. I've been producing, DJing for about 13 years now. Um, Born in Tucson, Arizona. From Tucson, Arizona, I moved to Los Angeles, Colorado, all around Colorado, and then back to Los Angeles and the whole area. And um, worked in Echo Park, Silver Lake, uh, Glendale, and just, you know, made it made it happen. And um, from there, I ended up moving here with an ex-girlfriend of mine, like, you know, fuck all that noise. But, <laughs> I mean, the, the matter, the, the fact of the matter is like, I'm here now and like, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing something different that I haven't been able to see anywhere else. And so, um, it always came to me. Like if, if it's not offered, make it happen and like do it yourself. And so like, that's what my whole event is over at mega DJ center. It's me putting my, myself forward and wanting to teach and, uh, luckily, I've been grateful enough to have everything that I do. So, ninety percent of everything on that runway is my own collection, and I put it out there because I want to teach and I want people to know what the advantageous parts of you know a sampler is, as opposed to like you know just DJing and you know it's taken on a whole producer side of the like music scene. So like everybody's a DJ, everybody knows how to spin or scratch and stuff like that, but nobody ever looks into the producer side of like, Hey, this track's banging and I want to know how and why. So that's what me and you know, a good amount of people are doing now in the city. So it's, it's been pretty good. Cool. So make a DJ center is really a, a, is it a school to teach people about the art of DJing as well as producing them? No, it's, it's, it's a storefront. So like, um, they also have other events there. You know, they have some Serato events. They have uh, American DJ, like, lighting events to, like, show, like, you know, light work and stuff like that. And every fourth Sunday of the month, um, PBR, um, <laughs> Mr. Remix, who's in the same studio as this one, um, 
he runs a scratch DJ session, so it's called the Turntable Meet. Mm-hmm. So every fourth Sunday, it's just it's pretty much the exact same setup, but instead of samplers and music equipment like that, it's turntables and mixers. And so Mega DJ was nice enough to like you know put me up to that and like let me run my event there like the way that I envisioned it. They're always very open, right, to to having you know people teach others there, right? Yeah, I've I mean, seen that since I was like younger and come, you know, that's where all the DJs go and basically buy their stuff. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. I mean, you can't make friends, you can't make family, you can't do any of that by shutting people out. So yeah. it's one of those like Vin. He has a massive heart and just wants to help everybody else out and like, you know, the people who are there, work there, or associate themselves over there you know extend that part of him where it's just always just giving and wanting to teach and help the next person out and like it's m- pretty dope yeah, it's really dope man <coughs> back to uh your beginnings man so you you started doing this you started producing or djing first um it was a, it was a mix between both um i remember when i was a kid like playstation 2 it just came out and i was either like get a playstation 2 or this like old school yamaha like little groove box which is you know essentially a toy yeah but um you know i chose that because i was like man this is so cool like i get to like scratch i gotta do whatever i want play some music throw some effects on the thing and it was great so like that just kept me going on to it and then like doing that and then um like getting a computer and doing like computer like daws like fruity loops at the time and then just keep going on like music adventures like that and so, like, finally started, like, getting money and, like, saving money and, like, started buying samplers. And, like, that was the coolest thing in the world to me because I could take any noise or any sound, any clip of anything, and I could turn it into something beautiful out of nowhere, just, like, with my creativity and, like, an imagination. Would you say that sampling is very simple or more complex, or how would you rate it? I mean, you could go as far as saying it's, like, the easiest thing in the world, or it could be, like, the hardest thing in the world. Like, depends on, like, where you want to take it. Because if you want to sample, you know, a piano or just, like, some melody from, like, any old track, and you could put some beats behind it and, like, you know, you got a banger. But, you know, it's, it's the older generation, the people who have been doing this longer, who are you know taking that one sample or that one clip and you know transforming it from not even recognizing what it was to this thing where you know you can't help but like snap your neck while you listen to it how do you feel about kanye and his sampling i mean he's been doing it forever like i mean as much as the industry has grown and lost and kept continuing it's it's one of those things like i respect him as an artist and i respect what he's doing like Everyone could be political as they want about everything else, but, like, at the end of the day, if you listen to it with an ear, like, it's, it's good shit. Yeah. I know um, it's funny. When I think of sampling or the, the people who are the most notorious known to at least rap on a sample beat, I always think of a little older. I always think of um, P. Diddy because it seemed like every song that he had that was a hit was actually, like, whoever his producer was sampled. You know, it didn't matter what track it was. And then I think of Will Smith, actually. Because at one point, Will Smith was just like, yo, every time he had like a, a hit, it was always a sample of a song, you know? Yeah, Jazz Jeff. Yeah, yeah, man, exactly. It wasn't on Switch, right? <laughs> you remember that song he made? Ah, Switch? I do. Was that sample? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Sample. <laughs> I, I hope mean, not. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm laughing. If it was, that'd be funny. I'm like, what the hell? Did <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that, was, that was not good. But, uh, you know, but, so yeah, but I think of um, 
it's funny you say people knocking people about sampling, but hell, dude, hip hop samples a lot. I mean, it's a hell of a lot, man. Yeah. I mean, funky, uh, what was it funky, uh, funky drummer from James Brown has been like one of the most sampled loops of all yeah. time, period. You yeah, know it's still saying? going so, and it exactly. will always go, exactly, exactly. But I mean, like, I look at it in like kind of the same way, but. Like any guitarist or any drummer, I mean, every drummer is going to do the same thing with another fill or the same thing, same thing, same thing. It's all, it's all repetitive. It's nothing's breaking the mold with it except for like lately now people are starting to incorporate instruments other than like a drum set, like you know a sample pad or something, and so they could just be like a one man show. But like guitarists, bassists, like they play the same riffs as everyone else. They play the same chords, like the same structure. So it's like I love it when people get into a topic of like you know sampling is you know cheating or you know it's bullshit it's like well Led Zeppelin was like one of the first like major artists to like start sampling and like taking chords and riffs and like <laughs> y'all idolize them Nobody told me too nothing. yeah exactly <laughs> so it's like I mean it's great I, it's something that's never gonna stop so like why bother with it anymore why care about whether this person's taking a clip like maybe like 10 seconds or like 0.3 seconds just like a kick drum or a snare and i can't imagine anything that's even really truly original anymore just because so much influence and just over the years and everybody's having different dope ideas i just feel like eventually it just kind of bleeds into itself and now really the most original thing you could do is to take something and remix it anyway. So you sample it, but now you just put your own stamp onto it and make it kind of your own, and that's what original is now. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good point, man. It's, it's funny to kind of shine light. I even think I didn't realize that with Led Zeppelin that they sampled that much. I mean, I know they had influences and stuff like that, but I didn't realize the sampling was heavy with them. Yeah, like there's everyone, like everyone's a biter. <laughs> I mean, that's what it boils down to. Like nobody's. I don't trust none of them no more. No. <laughs> like I mean, the only thing you can do now is like use your voice, and like nobody could like imitate your own voice. So that's how I feel. Like that's the only originality there is anymore. Okay. But with as much like singing and like raps go onto a track, like everything's manipulated anyway. So it's like. I mean, you don't even sound like you anymore, so what the fuck's the point? Auto-tune is real. <laughs> like, that's like, I mean, for real, though, like, you know, auto-tune, chopping screws, it's like, you know, that, that shit, like, that's not even you anymore, G, like. Yeah. Yeah. The way, uh, I don't know, for a while there, I think it was because I was caught in there. I mean, T-Pain kind of hit the auto-tune right. Like, he caught yeah. it right in the hey, right I moment. With, I messed with I remember, people, I remember people hated him because uh, they thought he couldn't sing. But he could actually sing. I saw videos. I yeah. saw some videos could, of that. But I th- even he said it. He was like, you know, that he, he capitalized on something that was was popping. I mean, he became rich. I can't really knock him for it. I mean, yeah. that's that's the American dream right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, he's honest. Like, <laughs> Doing minimal and getting paid. You say, you know? Yeah, true that. Yeah, I can't be mad at that. So you moved from uh, Arizona to L.A.? Yes, and Colorado. At what age you did this? Um, I left Arizona. I always traveled from uh, Arizona to, like, California when I was a kid, like, just growing up, going back and forth. Close by each other. Yeah, I mean, San Diego was six hours away, and you go to a beach and go hang out and do whatever you want over there, make friends, and then go see your friends. And then Los Angeles was two hours, like, two and a half hours away from that. So... You know, it it's just one of those things where it became, you know, the normal. And then, uh, so at 21, 
I moved to Colorado, to like northern Colorado, and then I got to experience like freezing weather, like real ass freezing weather, and uh, it was wild, man. Like I spent seven years there, and um, you know that's when I started DJing a lot more and doing a lot more stuff and doing gigs and going around and going like different cities, and it was good. And then um, after that, moved to Los Angeles again, and then uh, was able to like just only focus on production because it was at a point where like I just got tired of everyone DJing and everyone spinning or you know doing the same shit and it's like well what what, where do you go from there like after you you DJ it's like what's the next progression in line and you know production no you don't want to be out in the clubs anymore you just want to sit in your studio you want to make some tracks and then right now I'm like in between that like I've done the DJing I'm I'm doing producing now. Next thing on my agenda was, you know, start Sample Houston and, you know, teach and educate and help everyone. And, you know, I can't stand when, you know, you see somebody who needs help or wants help or wants to learn and, you know, you ignore them. So that's why I started this so they could learn that. And so, like, you know, to co-mingle and coexist with each other. There's so many, like, amazing producers out here. And nobody knows of them because everybody stays in the room. Nobody likes to go out anymore. Correct. Nobody wants to do any of that shit. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, if I create an environment where you can come out and be yourself, show people what you're doing, help that person learn something else, and, you know, be able to do a battle or a showcase and, like, show people, like, what you're really about, I mean, what's better than that? Like, there's nobody doing stuff like that and, like, you know, my event's completely free. Like, I'm not getting paid from this. I'm not making any money. I'm just doing this out of, like, the goodness of my heart and wanting to give back to my community. And that's badass, man, that you do that. And especially because you say, man, like, you uh, moved to Houston three years ago. And you already consider Houston part of it's your community, man. That's cool. We accept you, bro. You're in the <laughs> Well, Welcome. thank you. I, I love it here, man. It's great. Like, I've made a lot of good things happen in my life. And... You know, this was the right decision, like, coming here. And it's funny how you turned something where you said he came, you know, because of uh, an ex. And then, hey, he said, hey, I'm here already, so I might as well go ahead and make the best of it. That's exactly. something we're bleeping out, the ex. We're going to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> because of a... <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's, it's it's cool, man. It's cool here. Um, Like, before I moved here, I had no idea, like, Houston... Like, I, I never saw Houston on the map. I never saw, like, Texas on the map. Never had any aspiration to come here. Damn. Like, was, I mean, real talk. Big like, ass state was just blank right there. Yeah, like, I mean, West like, Coast yo, is the best coast. Between. Like, New Mexico, pass it. Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like one of those things. Like, the only time. A map. <laughs> had nothing there. It was a big ass It's just all Mexico. Missing. That's all it is. I know, right? <laughs> Mexico just, like, grew into, Mexico like, Oklahoma. Was, like, right up here. And then let's keep going, so. But, I mean, the only time I came through Houston or came through Texas was in 2005. Um, when I was still living in Arizona, I was with this, like, my school was part of this organization that helped out with the United Way. And so in 2005, when Katrina hit, you know, I went with the United Way and I came, I was a counselor, like a youth counselor, and I was a youth mentor. So, like, drove through Texas. And, like, I only remember waking up here twice, and I was just like, 
get some gas and get something to eat. And I was like, <laughs> that's the best experience hey. he had. And then he crossed us he, out of the map. Right? <laughs> he crashed out. Well, well you, you know, know what? I, I, I had to go to Louisiana those... and then I went back. So <laughs> like, I've been those two times. times. I didn't see nothing interesting. I'm gonna cross right? these people Over out of the map. Up the stuff I like mean, that. well, for real though, it's like you know, we took I-10 from Arizona all the way to I-10 in Louisiana, and. I mean, there's a lot of empty spots in here. Yeah, like, there is. Texas. Well, one thing about Texas that always tripped me out on, especially I-10, because, um, like I said, I was in El Paso, so I was on the very, really the beginning. As soon as you come into Texas from from the way you're going on I-10, you'll hit El Paso. You'll yeah. go through it. So I always laugh because I always tripped out. And I used to talk to people from this side of te- oh, this side of Texas. I said, hey, the other side of Texas is completely different. Where you see grass and trees over here, it's like you'll see, like, Dirt and mountains. So you got dirt and rocks. Progressively, like <laughs> all the green disappears, and then it's just nothing. And then all of a sudden, you just see like mountains just shoot up. Doesn't El Paso and Arizona have a lot in, 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 in similar? Well, I mean, weather-wise, yeah, just because dry heat. It shares a lot of exactly that dry heat. Or even where at nighttime it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, you live there too, but yeah. it gets cool there. But um, as far as look, I mean, I would, I we would we used to drive to Arizona a lot. You know, just because it was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Tucson and, you know, I went to Scottsdale once. That was nice. The Scottsdale. Um, but really, Tucson, Tempe. Yeah, Tucson's where like I'm from. Some of the places I would, we would go to. I'm like, oh, damn. That is nice. <laughs> it's, it's nice. Every time I went over there, I was like, damn, this is nice, man. It's, 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 it's a nice city. And um, But the thing was, it was just really, like, up and down. Hilly. Yeah. Yeah. The, I the, mean, that was the, the actual, best. Uh, yeah, the actual layout is just very hilly. Well, that was the best part. Like, just, like. Anywhere you look, you'll see a mountain. Like, anywhere. You can turn around this way, you'll see a mountain anywhere. And, uh, you know, growing up, that was, like, that was my shit. Like, i do that. And then, like, I moved to Colorado, and there was, like, the eastern plains. And if you look to the west, you see the Rocky Mountains, which always have snow on it. And yeah. I was like, fuck, this is amazing. Like, that's cool, man. I can imagine. That's, that's pretty cool seeing mountains with the snow on top yeah. of it. How was uh, Arizona's music scene? Uh, lacking. Yeah, it... I'm assuming that's how you moved to LA, right? Yeah, I mean, Arizona just didn't have anything, man. Wasn't there a dude who was from... That's so random. Wasn't there a dude who was supposed to be, like, associated with Wu-Tang, a white guy who came out from over there? Uh, Long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that guy, and he also, like, tried to affiliate with fucking... um, What is it? Shit. I'm drawing a blank right now. Don't make me lie. So random. I don't know why, and I'm sorry to cut you off. It just... Reminded me, like, he came to my school. And <laughs> he did a few songs. I was just kind of... just like, like, yeah! Some, some dude named Dale or something? <laughs> no, was, this is white guy. He dressed up. He kind of reminded me of Bubba Sparks. And he he was like, he was like he's part of the Wu-Tang Clan. I was like, how the hell did he... <laughs> how did he end up here? <laughs> but, he, but I remember the one thing I remember was that he was from, uh, he was from Scottsdale. Oh yeah, that's so, the yeah. only thing I remember. So Arizona, uh, like Tucson and like Phoenix, they don't mix well. Like really? really? No, not at all. Damn, Arizona John, beef. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, you have the University of Arizona in Tucson, and then um, Arizona State University. So it's ASU and U of A, like giant like beef. Huh. And so like whenever like ASU would come down to Tucson for like football game, it's just like you know shit happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Shit disappears. Like, yeah. AC's supposed people to be like a disappear. Dope ass party school, isn't it? Yeah. Wasn't like rated number one in the country at one point at like a party party college? Yeah. But I mean, fuck them. <laughs> hey, are you into cars? Yeah. The hate's real. Yeah. Oh. Were you a Fast and Furious fan? I was. 
Oh, Enter was... what movie? What movie fell out? Dude, I, well, Three. I don't know, man. Like, you could say, like, the first one's, like, whatever. The first one, guy, the first one was just horrible <laughs> yeah. acting, everything. The but first it was one was great because it's so it, cheesy. It, yeah. Well, it was a pilot movie. That's what it was. It yeah. was a pilot movie. And then, like, the second one came out, and, you know, uh, yeah, third one came out, and I was like, all right. Well, I don't blame you, like, <laughs> You know, number four came out, and like, hey, what's up? Like, like, <laughs> a lot of people laugh. This, ain't, this ain't bad anymore. Like, let's keep it going. So, like, um, I followed it I followed it up until, like, the latest one, and I haven't had the heart to watch it since, like, Homeboy died, and was like. Yeah. I was sad when you knew. I remember watching uh, the last one, and I was like, I knew he was dead. Yeah. Obviously by like, this, so it was just sad. I was just like, uh. I was like, damn, dude, I gotta watch this Paul Walker one where yeah, you know, I know he's gonna, and he looks so driving cool. away like, right? he's like, like he looks so robotic. Oh yeah, because like, they put the CGI. Yeah. Well, it was his brother, I think they like slapped his Paul Walker's face on a brother. Nice, kind of weird. That's I amazing. Know. I'm sorry, but yeah, I wish I could do that. But I wish I had a brother. Well, what were you gonna ask about the car one or no? Huh? You just that was just random shit too. What the car? Yeah. Oh, it's because I've seen hit some posts where he he's talking about I don't know, like you're with cars or something. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was a while back. I don't know. And I just... He, he, he seemed like the car type. Oh. I just... Yeah. I mean, like, if there's something, like, worth getting into or, like, looking into, like, I try and get my feet wet and everything. So that way, you know, keep diversity up and have a little bit of knowledge everywhere I look. Nice, man. And so, then like, back, yeah, yeah. like, a screen printing. Like, oh, you know, yeah. He was going uh, in on me. Ah, okay. You know what? That's what I, I had it. Wow. I walked out and in on it. But that's what you guys are talking about over yeah. there? Yeah. A screen print? Nice, man. Dang, look at that. Look at all Cold Coyote. Coyote. What's up? You look like a fine yeah, guy. You like that Fast and the Furious? Yeah, yeah I was like... You gotta shake I'm sorry that I made you guys get you PBR instead of Corona. You can have anything you want. As long as it's a PBR. <laughs> <laughs> you got a beer or something back there. I think I'm going to say I'm sick. Can I drink? Can I drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah it only makes you feel not, better. Well, I mean, not, as long as you're not like mixing it with shit you're not supposed to. Eh, you'll be fine, actually. Yeah. I think aspirin. Oh, but going way back to the uh, the music scene out there, because that's what you asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Beard it all it's off. just nothing but a bunch of yuppies. What's the main thing out there? Like, what is what is the music scene? Nothing. It's like for a good while, like growing up, like it was just like punk rock, just like grungy, okay, garage punk rock, and that's when, like, when I was like fourteen to eighteen, I was helping out at this uh, youth venue called Scrappies, and. So, like, during the day, it'd be a bunch of, like, B-boys and, like, graffiti and, like, all the good shit. And then at nighttime, it was, you know, it was a venue where a bunch of bands from out of state came, like, some big bands. And, um, you know, it was just a lot of punk rock. That's, you know, so. Okay. Punk rock's not your thing? No, it is. And, like, oh, you know, okay, okay, cool. It's just, you know, it's something that, like, stuck with me forever. And, like, yeah. you know, just kept banging my head and banging my head and then just switched to a different tune. And now it's just, like. It's been hip hop since like I was little, and now I'll still die with that. Okay, but you do you still carry influences over? I'm assuming. Oh yeah. From punk rock stage. Absolutely. Like that, right. Absolutely. Okay. Outside the yuppie shit, of course. Yeah, outside the yuppies, like what, anyone what, from Phoenix. What are you Everything. No, fuck that. Oh, what do you mean? Tucson, Tucson, and Phoenix got beef. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. I didn't know that either. No, Tucson, we didn't know. Chill out with that, dog. You can't be calling a man from Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? You can have any beer you want, but don't fuck up. Anyway, what were you saying? Nah, but I mean, I believe I think like punk and and hip hop have a lot of like DIY tendencies to it, or just do it yourself from everything. Like especially the roots of hip hop, so. I always felt like there was a connection there. Those are my two yeah. favorite genres, I would say. I mean, they share a lot in common. A lot of rebellion, you know. Yeah. I mean, angst, political, yeah. public enemy, anything. 
And then bands like a uh, Dead Grips mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's now like nowadays it's like very mixture. Last time I saw Death Grip, like I, I like put a kid down. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, it's one of those things. Like it's uh, you, you know, th- shit happens, and you just gotta roll like, with the punches. Roll, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like people like Blackie. Uh, it's like this. Uh, what would you call him? Like art. Like, but he raps over like these very intense hard. Like hard industrial fuck fucking. Like it, it's cool. It's like it's almost like a mix between like cool. punk rock, hip hop, and like Marilyn Manson. So mm. it's just like the super industrial, like heavy hitting, like yeah, I'm gonna punch you in the face. That's what's gonna happen. And it's mm. all like very synthy. Think uh, I don't, I don't want to say that. I was gonna say think Kanye, but no, I know everybody got mad Kanye because Jesus because of the Jesus album. Yeah. He thinks that they said he ripped off like a lot of that other like. I mean that album was. I mean I'm not mad at that album at no, all. It was great, but it's it's not underground. It's like it's like. And it's high, high pollutant. Yeah. I mean it's industry. It's, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. he's an industry artist, and so of course like it's what's gonna happen. When uh you started doing sampling. You were already you so you were DJing and doing both at the same time, right? Yeah. When did you decide like I'm gonna just go this route? It was when you said you were just tired of the DJ stuff. Yeah. So it was after I left like Colorado. Like I was like I'm I'm done with like spending. I'm done with DJing. It's it to me it got boring. Like and I know too like a lot of other DJs like like ninety percent of my friends are DJs. So it's like you do know. you ever have to, do you ever tell them like you do is boring what you do or like no 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna be like hey, I man, hate what I do yo you're nine to five ain't shit like you, you need a fucking no I mean they're doing great things now and they're like killing it like that just wasn't my route yeah and so like getting back into production and just solely doing that has been like one of those moves I made where I love it it's just I like being able to sit at my desk and just like start vibing out to my own shit instead of like having to do someone else's music or play someone else's music like i gotta do mine now and so like lately i haven't even been listening to anything on the radio i haven't done anything and just trying to keep my mind like as straightforward as i can to like what i want to do because i don't want to be influenced by this person this day and then like you know throw away all my shit because i think that it doesn't sound good the next week so lately i've just pretty much been training myself to just stay clear of everything and just only listen to the tune in my head and then try and lay that down so what's a good example of how out of touch you might be with you know with current music now <laughs> like give me one where, you, where someone hits you with something and you're just like who the hell are they or? okay so like you know all those like those those dudes like wearing rompers and like the little fucking like fuck man like they call it like mumble rap like yeah, all, yeah. like all yeah. that stuff i have no idea who any of them are and so it's like it's funny like i go on facebook and i'll see all these like funny videos of like you know this guy sounds like a lawnmower or some shit and they like dub <laughs> over a lawnmower i'm just laughing at it and then like you know i'll see like little clips from like sway or some shit like that and like those guys are on it and like trying to like hit a flow and they just like no yeah i'll start all over start all over like <laughs> it's like we try it again it's like yeah and like calling like you know it's funny because like they're like talking shit saying like you know all you old old heads and like like all the shit like come on man like hip-hop is about being boom bap like none of this like talk about you know you and your boy getting with your girl and like doing some fucked up shit like i don't know like it's weird like all the stuff nowadays like i just can't stand but uh, i i I was just um i I love classic hip-hop but um 
like, like in punk with punk, like it was okay to be shitty. I always felt like it's okay if you look, go up there and look dumb as fuck, cause you're just expressing, you're just doing whatever the fuck you want to do. That's punk. Like, you can play your guitar backwards, like you know, like and people, like, somebody will be like, okay, like I get it. And I think that's what these kids are doing, are just really just being like as in not non intellectual as possible, non lyricist as possible, <laughs> and like and it and and um. So, like, trying to set yeah, an example by, like, trying to be as dumb as you possibly can? I, I, and, then, and like, I mean, they're smart in some way. I mean, I know Lil Uzi Vert, that's one of the rappers that, like, in the mumble rap, he says Marilyn, like, Marilyn Manson is, like, one of his favorite people. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense because Marilyn Manson just does wherever the fuck he wants. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, this is crazy. That's why I'm, like, so psyched by it. I'm like, this is crazy. This is literally little kids. Like, kids, literally little kids, 19 years old, not even that old. Um, just fucking going out there and just doing whatever the fuck, and it's popping. People are eating it up, and I'm I like, can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I, no, I understand. Like, but I, I remember I was like, oh my god, like hip hop is like oh, rap, whatever you want, because it's not hip hop. Like rap is like in a new different like place, and I, I like cause like it's just so weird. And I think back in the day it was just like, and they're weirdos, like they're weirdos. I don't think like people want to fuck with them, and I think that's how like again with the punk, like nobody ever like. In high school, all the like rap kids always looked at the weird punk kid as like weirdos, and now these the rap kids are the weirdos, and it's yeah. like such a like cultural like shift. a change of places. Yeah, that and it's just interesting to where like it's going. I don't think it's gonna last forever. I, I want to know what's next. Yeah, like, I'm really, really, really craving to see what's next, but it is an interesting time. Probably, you think I'll go back to auto tune now? <laughs> Yeah, you know, everything recycles eventually. Auto tune. I mean, shit, look at flat tops. You know, flat tops came back crazy. Oh, no, I see that. You know that's, what I'm that's saying? That's how much I get out of the house now. I mean, <laughs> to me, I, I mean, styles and trends and, and clothing has is, is really just kind of recycled itself. You know, mm-hmm. like the 70s that come back at one point where people were wearing bell bottoms to now it's, you know, your clothes are tighter. You know what I'm saying? And from, from where we were baggy in the 90s, now it's, you know, skinny jeans and, and fit you know shirts and everything yeah. like that and at one point even colors were back in it again where you want yeah, to those neon vibrant colors, like, neon yeah. colors exactly so to me that. i feel like everything just kind of just goes in a circle washes out and something else will come back afterwards yeah. i mean shit we can see baggy pants come back in 20 30 years or something like that for all we know yeah. so just like I, those old Jinko jeans. Like yeah, those. the Jinkos. <laughs> I, mean, I remember you know I wanted I mean? a pair so bad, man. Man, I remember having a pair, and then I was like, God damn, why? No, I'm, <laughs> glad I, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I missed that, but I had some baggy-ass shit I look at. I'm like, why did I wear that? You know, and then it had, like, zippers and stuff like that. I'm like, that looks stupid as yeah. all hell. I was even, you know, I don't know what the hell I was going for. So, yeah, but you know what? That's a good, um, that's kind of interesting take on it. I never thought about it that way either, because I may not be a fan overall of new stuff, but there's stuff I like. I'd be lying if I told you I, you know, I hate everything about it. Just because for me, my my thing is, no matter what kind of music you might vibe with or not vibe with, I think, or especially not vibing with, eventually you're gonna hear something that just hits. It might be just the mood you're in at that point. I used to say that about country, right? I was like, oh, country's crap. Yeah. Then one day I was I was listening to just some old outlaw country, and all of a sudden I was like, yo, this is kind of tight. No man, you know what I mean? I mean like, like rap, I'm a fan. you know? I'm a yeah. fan. like yeah, you know, that's those are real ass stories, and like. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that so, sucks. Like I can relate with like more than ninety percent. It's like you know, 
Yeah, my girl broke up with me too. She didn't leave me for a guy with a bigger truck. But I'm about to go drink a beer, you know. I'm about to go get a bottle of whiskey, and you know. Yeah, I mean, what country? Was, at one point, a lot of it was like about drinking and partying your ass off and chasing women. I didn't even. Do I was. I was that, listening that's to all shit rap like is that. <laughs> no, exactly. At one point, I listened to a lot of rap. Hell, even back then, I was listening to stuff that I was like, okay, same shit. This this makes sense, but yeah, I just didn't think it related to me at the time. It's just being a black kid and not country or whatever i was a city kid you know or desert whatever so yeah i see what you mean on that like there's this is up and down but that's that's, that's an interesting take I, I like that it's just crazy when it comes for uh to you and producing can you walk us a little bit through the machines you use to make this happen because i know you have a lot yeah so what's your favorite one <laughs> yeah yeah i, got, I, and got, I don't know nothing man so please uh, i got a lot so um um so Roland, they make this thing called the SP404, which I carry with me at all times. Nice. See, digging through the bag, what you got? So, I mean, that's that's one piece that I use. So I use this through everything. Like, if I'm making music on a computer, if I'm doing it through like other samplers, like this was, this is always right next to me, and connected in some way. Uh, this and NPCs. That's that's what it is. Like I have, I don't know, like seven of these guys. And I remember when yeah. we went to your uh, to your event because he's the one that took you, which was dope. Thank uh, you. He told you were using one with a floppy. Yeah. That's uh. You actually battled that day with that one, which I yeah. thought was fucking dope. Yeah. It's, uh, the XL, right? Yeah, the 2000 XL. I got like four of those. How do you get? So you still put stuff in the floppies? Yeah. So I I. Uh, <laughs> still buy floppies um, as much as I can I've had uh, where do they still sell floppies I mean oh eBay has God. everything like eBay has everything uh, I just recently got some more in January from uh, my buddy who lives in Edmonton uh, Canada mm-hmm. and so that was real nice of him his name's uh, Creation and he's doing some some crazy stuff up there like dance wise and He's a uh, Native American and doing this whole giant Native American culture thing, and it's it's badass. Like him and the entire tribe get up and headdress and start banging it out, and it's, it's fucking amazing. That's dope as hell. Yeah, and so like um, when I saw him at at Nam in California when we went to uh, Nam convention, mm-hmm. it was in January. He uh, met up with me and he's like, "Yo, I got these the floppy disks you wanted." I was like, "Hell yeah, thank you." That's and so. Bad. And that 404 is really, like, good for live, right? Yeah, it's great for live. I mean... That's where I always see people fuck with it the most. Yeah, it's it's an incredible tool, like, more than anything else I've ever yeah. used. Okay. Yeah. Um, just the functionality with it, there's... Um, it's a linear sampler, which means... Linear meaning that there's no velocity. So it doesn't matter how hard I hit the pad on it, it'll stay whatever it is. Like, whatever it's recorded as, it'll stay at that. But, um, you know, what makes it, you know, separate from everything else, it's also an amazing effects processor. So, like, you could run any external thing into it. Like, you know, we could run this whole entire podcast through it and be able to mess with it and do, like, some cool shit. Yeah, like, your voices <laughs> will sound weird. Like, and it has a lot of the cool knobs. That, like, when I've seen, uh, man, I don't remember his name, uh, the battle, he was using the 404. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he was just messing around. And it's very glitchy, very, you could just mess around with it. It's so yeah. dope. That's um, I know Madlib uses it. Uh, I know Earl Sweatshirt uses it. Like all the all the people who do like weird, 
out of like sync beats, you mm-hmm. probably you're probably using that because yeah. it's so it's so not traditional, right? Like I yeah. feel like it's very experimental. Yeah. So everything about it, like, is pretty much experimental. Like yeah. you could do. There's no quantization, so you could have a bar like one and a half bars, one and three quarter, and just make it as long or as short as you want. You can make it on time, or you can just fuck it all up and make it all out of time and you know still make killer tracks off of it and so that's what like cats are doing now and like it's grown more and more and more and more it's incredible seeing like you know if you look up sp404 on instagram like you'll see gajillions of videos and you know on facebook there's you know hundreds of pages for sp404 and um i'm a member of this one called uh, sp404 freaks and um it's always active there's people always constantly constantly like putting their music on it talking and helping out and you know if somebody has a question you know a lot of people will answer like i've done a lot of like videos on that page to like show people like the functionalities of what this can do or how can you could utilize this and any other setup you know if you're using ableton like what i do like how to make tracks on there transport it onto this and still use it in a live situation and so like it's it's like almost like a Swiss Army knife of samplers. And, oh, go, go, go. and the <clears throat> do you just use hardware or use software as well? Um, I try I try to stick to hardware as much as I possibly can. So like software, I only use mainly for recording and mixing. Yeah, mixing. Even sometimes I just do all all my mixing and all my everything on the sampler itself because I feel like it has a better sound to it. Mm-hmm. And um, so. Like when I use Ableton, I only do it for recording or lately I've been using it a lot for video. So like, remember I was saying like progressions of, you know, I was DJing, producing, helping someone out. And so like now I'm focusing back on me and like my next step of the music. And right now I'm like working on all these visuals and doing like live like projectors in front of me and stuff like that so yeah which is the shit it's pretty, yeah so you're saying like adding a visual to your beat basically? yeah so it's you know it's taking it you know a step further and not only listening to it but being able to relate with something that you're seeing on the screen or like i have one of my projectors with me if, like it's badass if you guys want to check it out i later. saw a clip oh, of that yeah, on sure. instagram i saw a clip on that on instagram and that's like my favorite type of hip-hop like where well it reminds me of like um mid like early uh early to mid uh, 2000s where like adults like adult swim was very popping and you would find out a lot of new beats from there and they always had like some trippy imagery mm-hmm. or if you go on youtube yeah they have like glitch like now they have like if you go on youtube and you can go into a deep hole of just trippy beats with like dope ass visuals or like bart simpson like trip like it's just flashy it's all like all these you know like yeah. it's all cartoons all like shroomy all and i saw a visual of it and it's all like glitchy yeah that's like my favorite type of because the beats are always going to be dope, and the visuals are always just going to enhance that. So I saw that clip, and I was like, oh. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's... You're, you're going, you're going like, to somewhere, territory that I love. Thank so you. So I need to see more of that. And I haven't, like, it's one of those things, like, I haven't seen anyone in Houston do it so far, and, like, maybe it's just the lack of me getting out and trying to find it. But, you know, I encourage anyone who is doing it to, like, come see me, and, like, let's talk and have a beer, and let's make some fun shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you make your beats are you trying are you trying do you record them or are you putting them out are you um if so if somebody would come up to you be like hey i want uh, can i use your beat or can i rap over it can i, I buy a beat i try i try I, it's like one of those things like right now i'm uh affiliated with uh battle lab so battle lab what with their 
the chapter I'm in right now is Battle of South, and it's uh, Mr. Remix, DJ Rockwell, both out of the Mega Five from Mega DJ Center, and myself. And um, you know, Battle Lab is just blowing up now, just with the whole turntable is seen and the whole portable like scratch sessions and stuff yeah. like that. You know, things are just blowing up. And uh, here soon, we're supposed to go uh, to Europe and do some stuff for um, it's a like another convention sample convention mm-hmm. so right now yeah I forgot what the question because I got so excited it's all good uh, I was talking about uh, so for example if a rapper came up to me like hey can I buy this beat from you would you, would you um, be open to that do you still do that or is it something that's not you're not really focused on anymore? it's focusing on something else I mean it's one of those things like I, I would I would love to hear what they're doing first mm-hmm. like I want to know like what their take is or what you know they're fucking with at first so yeah, that way you don't be want like, to be the mumbling rappers you said you don't well even <laughs> like it's just like yeah like I don't, I don't want like I don't want a lawnmower on my track I'm already, I already got I already sampled that I already got the lawnmower in there I don't need another one and so like I mean there's there's been a, a good good amount of people coming up to me like you know I still get hits like hey let me get this track or send me this and it's like yeah you know you can listen to it all you want like if you use it you use it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yell at you like I got it off some other shit and you know I made it mine and you know if you want to rap over it just don't tell me because I'd probably not like it (laughs) (laughs) and so um, I mean it's real like you know can't knock honesty, man. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's like a bunch of like Trump supporters were like come in the door and like talk to you and like, yo, well this is this is good for this reason. It's like, yeah, man, like you're yeah. right, but you could just get out of here. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. you. I don't <laughs> want you. <laughs> right. yeah. Really nice. All right, cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, like, it's like I don't, you know, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you wh- do you. Uh, one of your other passions is cooking, right? Absolutely. So you be posting some pictures, dude. Where I'm like, fuck this, man. It, the, the food you post, man, looks fucking good, dude. The combinations you, like, put together and shit. Yeah, so um, I work over at Presidio uh, in the Heights, and it, they opened up in February. And I came on late April and uh, came on as one of their sous chefs. And Adam Doris is the one of the owners, and he's our executive chef. And, you know, a giant mentor to me and, you know, teaching me all this amazing stuff like I've been cooking as long as I've been doing music so I've been doing this for 13 years and you know I feel like music and food go hand in hand it's always creating it's always wanting to please yourself and whoever else is trying to enjoy it so you want to you know put yourself into it and so like you know I thought I had a lot of stuff like locked away like you know I'm good I, I know what to do but like working under this new chef now it's like my mind's getting blown every time and Today we had a meeting about, you know, all these new food items that we're going to be doing, like new menu changes, and like um, our whole goal is to source locally and keep everything local. So it's not like we're using like Cisco Foods or any of that stuff. Like we're Scratch Kitchen, everything's made there, you know, from the tortillas for tacos to like, you know how we do pig heads and stuff like that so i've seen that when yeah i got the pig right there you're just like and then you you're slicing it up and you just post everything so cold about the poor pig <laughs> yeah but i mean afterwards it looks so good i mean i love pig that's that's my spirit animal so <laughs> like i'll i'll always do whatever i can to one of those what's your signature plate 
I mean, that's that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would say one of your favorite. Um, favorites is anything with pork, really. Like I love doing like. Right now we've been doing like these pork collars, so like we brine them, braise them, grill them, sous vide them, then get them back into a tank, and you know we've been doing like real good stuff. And so anything, anything really. Like I'd like to. More recently, like working with Adam, like he's showed me like a whole new thing, like within sourcing locally, and you know, frequently like always changing the menu. So like, we may have this on today, but we won't have it on ever oh, okay, again. Okay, okay. So it's like, not always the same thing. Yeah, so we're always revolving like items and menus and stuff like that. So like, we try to always stay ahead of the game by always doing fresh. And so, you know produce is our number one so most restaurants and stuff like that will spend you know a good 75 percent plus of their like you know their and in, not income but just like just getting proteins and pork or chicken it's good beef and so on and so forth seafood we spend most of it on produce so that way to be fresh always fresh always we get produce daily you know it's crazy like being there in the morning produce truck comes up and uh you know they open the truck up you go on there start tasting everything this is looking good this is looking good how long you have this where does this come from tell me a little bit more about that and then you know grabbing it off the truck taking it inside and like cracking out a dish and you know serving it to hundreds of people sounds like a really dope uh drug exchange in that sense. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost. Cordial and everything. And just back of the truck, a dude just pulls over. I got the stuff. Like, man, this is fine, man. Almost, but there's no cash involved. It's all invoice. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, professional. It's like, no, just invoice, man. You know, I got you at the end of the month. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. What's one of the uh, easiest dishes to make and the hardest dishes to make in your opinion? I mean, it all depends on, like, whatever you're doing because it could go as easy as, like, you know, I'll make a grilled cheese sandwich. You know, okay. it's like one of those things. Like, like this grilled cheese sandwich we're doing now. It's we're using like this bread. Uh, right now we're making brioche, so we're starting to start making our own stuff, uh, like bread-wise, instead of outsourcing it through like local companies. But um, like we do this really awesome candied pecan pesto, and you know we're using that. We're getting our all of our cheeses from Houston Dairy Maids, who have been here forever. And like, if you guys are from Houston, you know. You know, Houston Dairy Maids. And then we got peaches from Covey and apples and stuff like that. So we're doing, like, you know, it could be as easy as a grilled cheese sandwich or as complex as, like, you know, dry-aged pork chops or anything that takes time or, you know, the prep within it. Like, if you have a trout, you know, we still have to take the bones out. We have to descale it. We have to do everything to it, prep it that way. And then what we're doing to it, like a smoked butter like a smoked butter and uh, smoked corn cream sauce or like whatever whatever's on the agenda or like whatever produce came in that day that we start transforming into other stuff. So we could take any any bit or any piece of an ingredient and mix that with something else to transform it into something amazing. Just like with music and sampling. Like, you yeah. know, I could take one sound clip, change it, <laughs> add to it, and then create, you know, a beautiful dish out of it. Damn, I like that. Uh, that boy sampling. Like he went right back to the sampling. Right <laughs> the food. That was a beautiful little. That made me hungry. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it made me hungry too. Um, have you talked about uh, your influences? I'm sorry, I got here late. So, like your influences as far as no, beat making? We haven't. <laughs> and or well, that and like, do you want people to rap over your beats? I mean, if, if the right person comes along, then yeah. I mean, if like I would love to just like, even if I made like a burner track for yeah. somebody to rap over because they liked it, like absolutely. But then, like I said before, like I want to hear what they're doing, like. Yeah. I want to know a little bit about them before they just like, hey, let me get this. And like, let me color shit all over it. And yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and like, who are your influences as far as beat making goes? Ah, uh, I mean, the whole Stone's Throw team. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Everybody on there is pretty. Everyone cool. from Brain Feeder. Brain Feeder. Uh, the Beat uh, Junkies. Uh, there's a lot of like Dilla. I mean, everyone, man. Like anybody. Yeah, Stone's Throw. Uh, if y'all don't know, um. Jay Dilla, MF Doom had an album, yeah, with the Mad Villain, Mad Lib, Mad Villain, so um, Knowledge, uh, Peanut Butter Wolf, where all those drum breaks, the Peanut Butter mm-hmm. Wolf breaks, uh, um, Brain Feeders, Flying Lotus. So if you ever listen to Flying Lotus, he's weird and trippy as shit. A lot of the stuff from Adult Swim is from, from t- the guys in Brain Feeder. A lot of it is Flying Lotus. So yeah, Brain Feeder, and then uh, Apples crossed over on GTA as well. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They Radio yeah, yeah, fly low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bunch of like, yeah, trippy, like, lo fi beats, but like, ooh, like, so dope. Um, uh, Thundercat, yeah, uh, but Thundercat. he's more like a uh, bass, bass and, electro. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, he's dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Raz G, like, he's like, a homie. That's where I thought like your influences were. That's where I like, I was very like, oh, yeah, like, it, it matches, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, it's just that, it's that weird sound that's, you know, that is so good that you don't know whether to like like it or like want to like even fuck with it ever yeah. in your life it's just like this is cool for like the second but I mean that's where I'm at with it it's like it's amazing that's what I love creating and you know like for battles and stuff like that like yeah I'd like to do like a lot more boom bap and just like you know hard hit and go back to yeah. like the roots and get those heavy samples and start like stabbing them in and um but most other productions it's just like you know I'd like to be able to just turn something on and just vibe out to it and like you know catch a wave on it and then like i said like the visuals that i'm doing now is you know hitting on those levels where it's just like you you're know, doing your own visuals yeah yeah that's dope here soon i'm gonna be going to los angeles to work with my buddy hush and um him and i've been talking about this uh project that we want to do it's like a 24-hour smash and grab that you know i'm gonna fly out there with a bunch of my equipment we're gonna do a 24-hour video shoot we're gonna do 24-hour beat making, just nonstop for an entire day, and then put out a DVD of it. So it sounds it sounds dumb, like no. coming out, but no, like no, no. it's no, it kind of does sound dumb. No, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, it, it sounds silly. No, like, who, who the fuck wants it. a DVD? But it's like it's people send out mixtapes all the time, and yeah. like you know, cassette tapes are getting back into the swing of things. People are like pressing vinyl again. It's like, well. I want people to see what I'm doing now. I want yeah. people to like not only like hear it, but I want them to feel it. I want them to like catch an emotional attachment and just like, oh shit, you yeah. know, this fucking this butterfly has never looked so majestic. And usually, I mean, a visual adds more, you know, the, of the experience with it. A visual, 
people like to watch things more. So adding a DVD to it is dope. Don't listen to this guy. No, yeah, I'm just being a hater, man. But to be honest with you, yeah, it's Houston. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I learned since I've been here. But um, actually, one thing too, especially when I'm listening to certain songs, then I like to visualize. I notice when I can visualize something when I'm listening to whatever it is, it almost. I almost want to keep going back and listening to the same song over and over again. So I definitely see what you mean when you say, hey, put some visuals into it because, it, you know, something that can connect both of those senses. All of a sudden, you got a whole entire new uh, experience. And out of curiosity, going back, I know you said you were real picky about who you would want to rap over your beats as far as nowadays, do. Yeah. But if you just could pick anybody in general who you would imagine or you would dream, you would love to say, yo, man, like if so-and-so came up to me, it'd be anybody. You'd be like, yo, that'd be so dope. You could have all of my beats. You could rap on any of them. Who would it be? John Wayne. John Wayne. Uh, from Stoke Store, right? Yep. He's this weird, overweight, white dude, right? He's white. Yeah. Yeah, with, like, glassy. He doesn't look like a rapper. Like if, if, you, if you, like, heard, like, him, like, like on iTunes or something like that, and then you saw a picture and, like, you Googled him, like, that's not fucking him. Like, that can't, that can't be that dude. <laughs> and, and, and I think I like to call it, like, smart-ass rap because doesn't he name, like, his album, like, Rap Album 1? Yeah, like, Rap, rap album, album 2. Yeah, Rap like, Album 2 like, came out, like, yeah. this year. Like, that's what he calls it. Like, it's it's... It's just like very yeah smart. It's smart people doing smart. Like I don't know. It's it's so cerebral, but it's so dope to me. Like damn, yeah. see y'all putting me on game. So is he like a newer cat? Even though he's not part of this no rap generation, he's been around for a bit. And he's been around for a good while, but like lately he's been coming up more and more. And like he's starting some uh, work with this guy named DiBiase, who's in the Bay. And um, DiBiase's doing amazing things. He's one of the he's a Novation sponsored like artists and he's he's badass that that dude called me up because i had a question about uh sp 1200 and i was like i can't get i can't get it to work and i was getting so frustrated and so like on one of the uh facebook forums um on the 404 freaks he like hit me up he's like yo just skype me and you know i'll walk you through it so it was really cool like you know this dude who's you know beat battle extraordinaire just like crushing the scene out there and here and everywhere like you know him to help me out and it's like you know he started seeing what i'm doing like i know his cousin tristan who's uh fushu he lives in dallas and he's been a part of uh sample houston for a good while now too uh in january we had um like this beat battle royale it was like 15 producers and just everyone just going head to head and fushu ended up winning that but that's his cousin dibiase and now dibiase is doing some cool stuff with john wayne now and like Man, if I could have anyone, yeah, there you like, go, dude. You have an SP. Open. You have an SP twelve hundred. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's like one of the first samplers ever, right? That people use, right? It's yeah, that like that, like 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 uh, it, look, like, it looks like a bullet. computer on yeah, crack. Yeah, um, well, yeah. And then um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think on that one, uh, Dead President, the Dead President's beat was made on the SP twelve hundred. Uh, There's that, beats. and like those ASR tens, and like that's like a small like. That's some of the shit I have. Boy, I almost, he's so excited, I almost fell out of the seat. Yo, yeah. that's dope, man. No, the SP-1200 isn't there, right? Yeah, oh. that's SP-1200. Okay, there, there you that's go. SP-1200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With little, right here? It's like yep. little click buttons. It's not even like, it's, it's, not, like actual, a, it's yeah. not actual pads, yeah. That's kind of cool, but it's got the little, uh, the knobs you push up. And yeah, stuff, right? uh, the, the Beastie Boys use that one. Yeah, 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 right? Everyone. 
everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff looks like remote controls and old telephones I remember having growing up. In Those are in the C2000s. No, I'm just saying it's dope. I'm just trying to give people I a visual. <laughs> you know, because for me, I'm, I'm, when it comes to this part, I'm illiterate as, as fuck. I don't understand. Not understand, but I... I understand, but I don't even know what a lot of this stuff is. Yeah, of course. Like. Yeah, yeah. Y'all saying something about SP12. I'm thinking, like, isn't that the sunscreen? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like, SPF. <laughs> but, for real, but for real, though, um, so it's kind of cool to kind of check out like, the actual machines itself and see what they look like. That's dope. Yeah, man. So, it's... so you've been in Houston three years now. What is one of the things you've noticed about Houston? What do you like and dislike? Well, I like, you know, like I said, I, I love the fact that I'm able to, like, be me and do the things that. I want to and it started incorporating my experience into everything that I do like you know cooking making music and being able to run my own event and you know my dislikes are I mean how people aren't open people aren't open enough to like you know the fact of you know if, if it's not trap or Paul Wall you know it doesn't matter yeah. and like you know I love Paul Wall it's great like I love you know Diamond Boys and all that shit so yeah. I actually, the first thing I did when I got to Houston was I went to Johnny Dang and got, you know, a mouthpiece made. Dang, so TV Johnny. Yeah, yeah, just striking again. So, uh, <laughs> like, you know, I, I just wish people were more open or just, you know, wanting to, you know, go out there and like, do what do what they're doing, but, like, show people. Like, I mean, mm. with my event, like, I've every, every, every month I have this – this son, uh, this father and son, became some of my best friends, Jeff and his uh, boy Jalen, and uh, they drive from Baytown every every month just to come hang out with me for a few hours, and we talk all the time, and just you know we grew this, made this relationship, and um, it's great seeing like them come out and start you know they're you know putting out what they're doing. It's it's father and son like having another bond or having another yeah. same interest and being able to work on music together and like spend that extra time going to record stores and finding records and like you know he's like passing down his life lessons to him like you know check out this break or check out this riff and just it's great like doing like having that happen and you know just people coming from Dallas, Corpus Christi, uh, Austin, everywhere. And so, like, that's what I love about Houston is, like, it made me have that. made me be able to get those connections with other people. But, like, you know, what, another reason why I created Sample Houston was to get everybody out of their bedrooms and to meet other people. Yeah. And so, like, um, at one of my last events on my one-year anniversary over there, I had some, some guy come up to me and say, like, you know, Y'all don't know me right now, but if I were to if I were to come out of out of the streets, you know, I'd be the fucking king. And you know, talking all this like big game, I'm like, all right, all right, come out, come battle, come battle, come like show me show me what you got. And the whole time he's like, nah, you ain't ready for this. It's just like, okay, well let me be the judge if I'm ready or not. Like, I mean, it sounds like you're not ready to like come out and like show what you're doing. And like the whole time I was just trying to like ease him into like wanting to come out of his room and like show what he's doing but you know the amount of hostility and animosity he had about you know earlier events that day like he's just you know talking real big and it's like well let's hear it like I'm not gonna like talk shit about you if I don't like it I just you know come out and do it like, yeah. show people what you're doing if you say you're gonna be the king come take the <laughs> crown know, right? yeah. you know that's what it is 
I think that's Houston 101, though. Talk and they'll back it up. Well, I think it just comes from, like, the slab culture where you just stunt on motherfuckers. I think it just comes on, like, stunting. Like, Houston's very stunting. Like, want to be a baller? Like, everybody wants to everybody wants to look the part. Slim Thug calls himself the boss. Like, it's just a very, like, I'm better than you mentality here in Houston. But I think that calls himself the king zero. of the south. How dare you, Zero? My <laughs> spirit animal, I love you. How love. dare you? Like, it love just, you. I think it's just in our culture, which is bad. It's not good because it just puts a bad name on Houston. And I think and that's, that's what, what I've noticed. I'm like, that's why, you know, I don't want to see that. And I I never want to say, like, you know, I'm better than this person or, like, I can do better. Yeah. And so that There is a lot of hate. That's what when I'll, you said it earlier, like, I, I was laughing. But I laughed because you made a point. It's very true. There is a lot of hate within just everybody and within, like, you're doing something that's like, oh, I don't like you just because this or that. I don't know. Do you think it's hate or do you think it's more of uh, people trying to hold on to something old? No, no, no. It's like, like, hey, this is my chopped and screwed culture. This is all I want to fuck with. No, it's not like that at all. That's kind of weird. Well, the crazy thing, so, like, when I first moved here, like, I started going to Mega DJ Center and, like, you know, I started meeting people and, like, hanging out with them. And, you know, it was one of those things. Like, I had this idea. I was like, hey, what would you guys think about if I did this? And they're like, yeah, I'd come. And then, like, I did it. And then they started getting pissed at me. And, like, people started getting, like, literally upset with me and, like, befriending me and, like, not wanting to, like, chill with me anymore because I'm actually doing something. And it's like, you're getting upset at me because I'm moving forward with my life. And, you know... Like, in a sense, you're jealous or, you know, you're upset because, you know, now I have some corporate sponsors and, you know, we're making great things happen and we're going forward with progression of music and trying to build the community. Yeah. And you're upset because I'm not giving you, like, you know, a free shirt? Like, come on, man. Like, what, what is that shit? Yeah. That sounds like Houston. And, yeah, the hip-hop scene is not the best either. Like, as far as community goes, well, I think you're creating a good community. Thank you. And I think it doesn't feel hostile. It doesn't feel, like, very... It's very, like, people are there willing to learn. And, like, you are you provide the, the instruments for everybody. Like, there's no excuse for people to be like, oh, no. Like, I think that's so dope. No, this is, like, before you, you got here, he even said it. He was like, man, I'm not, he's not even getting paid for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, like, it's coming down there. It's hard to want to do that. I remember when we went, I, I didn't even look like I knew what I was... I, I was just, like... The dude just like staring at them. Kevin was like, oh, no. I'm just like, he comes up to me, he's like, hey, Gabriel, what's up, man? I don't, you probably don't even remember this, but he was like, hey, what's up? You know, what brought you out here and stuff like that? Made us feel welcome, you know what I mean? Probably if I would have tried and asked, he would probably help me, but I was just like, nah, I'm just. I need to, anytime I see a new face, like, come to the events, like, the first thing I do is I put my put my hand out, like, hey, uh, how you doing? My name is today, uh, Kripnip. I run the event, like, Feel free to get your hands on anything that's out here. If you have any questions, like let me know. Let me help you out with whatever you're doing. And if you want me to explain this to you, like I'll go into detail with it. And you know, let's have fun. And like right after I say that, you know, they get happy and like they're sitting there like banging on shit. And it's it's great. It makes me happy. Like y'all are having a good time. That's costing you absolutely nothing but your time. And you know, you get to see a different side of Houston that isn't really out there yet and when you uh came up with the idea for sample Houston, you already had it or it was once you moved to houston um so i've always wanted to like run beat battles and i've always wanted to do like be more a part of it instead of just like participating like within the battle of being like a, a contender or whatever 
but I wanted to do more with it. So when before I left, because uh, I went from Los Angeles back to Arizona and then here, um, you know, I was doing some research. I was seeing, like, you know, is there any beat battles going on or, you know, what's going on in Houston, like, as far as music. And apparently before... Like, I moved here, like, there was this thing called, like, Space City Hip Hop. Space City Beat Battle. Yeah, Space City Beat Battle. And I was like, man, like, I found the Facebook page, and, like, you know, it's been inactive. Nobody's been commenting and doing anything on it. So I even, like, reached out, and I was like, hey, are you guys doing anything? Nobody answered. And so I was like, okay, cool. And then the next thing that popped up was a turntable meet. So I was like, you know, people battling and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm just going to cruise there and see, you know, if they have any leads on anything else going on. And there was nothing. <coughs> Everyone just kept saying about how Space City hip, uh, Beat Battle was there and, like, it's no longer. And so, you know, when I kept thinking about it more and more and, like, it just kept eating at me, like, why isn't this here? Why isn't anybody mm-hmm. doing this? Like, is it because there's no equipment or they don't know if they're going to have people come or there's not a venue or, you know, looking at every factor? And so I finally, like, I was reaching out. I was talking to some of the guys over at Mega DJ Center. I was actually talking to uh, DJ Gons. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you, you do all this stuff. Well, I'm like, yeah. And, like, I started saying, like, I want to I want to start doing this and this and this. He's like, have you talked to Vin, the owner? I was like, no. He's like, why don't you talk to him about it? And so, like, I pretty much went over everything, I, you know, that I'm doing now. And he's like, yeah, when do you want to start doing this? I was like, damn. <laughs> what? I'm like, really? You, you, add it, like, yeah, yeah. you're going to let me do this? Yeah. He's like, what do I need to do for you? I'm like, nothing. I have everything. You know, the only thing that I need is a place to set up at and, like, some sound. And that's it. So I was like, yeah, just, you know, we could do it on Tuesdays. Let's figure out a date and, like, you know, a consistent time. So every fourth Tuesday of the month, 7 to 9, where you hold it at Mega DJ Center. Dope, man. I'm super happy for you, man, and I'm excited for I know good things are coming for you, and I know it's only going to grow, man. Thank you. That's what I think. Hey, where'd you get Cryptnip from? I was going to ask that, too. Yeah. took it. Uh, <laughs> well, if you want, you can ask it right now. Where'd you get Cryptnip from? <laughs> Racist. <laughs> you know, I'm a black man. Just like, yeah, that's cool. I'll see how you. Nah, fuck y'all. I mean, he's the one doing the editing, so I mean, all of this is going to go out. You could be out and just me and like, everybody. Could cut could everybody. Yeah. I just need me talking to myself. <laughs> I love Trump. Oh, I was on this that's phone interview. <laughs> no, one will, no one will ever know how much I actually love Trump. Yes. Um, edited. So I got it. Uh, it was when I was DJing and like. Uh, Houston, uh, not Houston, in uh, Colorado. I was living in this small like college town in Colorado called Greeley. And so me and a bunch of people I work with would always go to Chiba Hut, like this like sandwich place. They make like subs and like name everything after like weed and stuff. <laughs> and so like we'd always go there since we're all friends. Like we'd always go hang out on the patio, have some beers, you know, play dice all day and just yeah. gambling a whole bunch. And then my buddy, his sister, um, she was uh, like, kept doing this, like this the whole time. And like, we're all sitting here playing dice and just like, like having a good time. I'm like, Stephanie, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> just, just like looking, she, like everybody starts looking at her. She's like, I, I was curling my hair and I burnt my nipple. And yeah. my, my nipple was, it's a crippled nipple. And so like, <laughs> I say crippled nipple. And then like, <laughs> and then we all just like started laughing. Like I had a show that night and, um, I was playing, uh, this house party and, uh, like crip nip. I was like, 
what? I'm gonna take that from you if you don't mind. She's like, yeah, what? What are you talking about? And now, like, <laughs> after all this time, now I'm like, I stuck with the name, and it's silly, and it's it's fun. Do ever ask her about her nipple? <laughs> no, I think she's like <laughs> married now. Go ahead, her husband. Like, look, I don't mean to be rude, but is your nipple okay? It's still crippled. Like, nah, bro. Uh, my final question for you would be, uh, what's next for you, man? Uh, like I said, I'm working on some uh, sponsorships right now to um, keep this whole thing going on that you know I've created and trying to add a little bit more. And like right now, we have so much, so much help from Roland. Like I can't thank them enough. And like it's amazing how you know I didn't even I didn't contact them at all. Like it was during one of my events. And then I was on Instagram, and I got a private message from this guy who works for Roland. He said, yo, I'm such and such. What can Roland do for you? And I was like, blew my mind. I was yeah, like, yeah, fucking yeah. me? Like, shit. And so, like, the next day I called him, and, like, we started chatting. And so my next move for everything is, you know, I want to start breaking into visuals and to keep progressing on that line of, not only seeing it, hearing it, but now I'm working on some stuff to where you can feel it and have, like, more senses. So, like, I'm trying to keep bringing things forward, keep doing keep doing my event, having more kids come up and start battling. I want, you know, just teaching. Just education is my... Do you want to host just a... Because if I'm not mistaken, it's just, like, probably one... Uh, battle per event, right? Like, it's always two people? Yeah, so right now it's two people. Like, I'm... I wanted to do, like, you know, multiple people battling, but, you know, sometimes I feel like it takes away from them. So what I've been implementing now is doing, like, live performances. So it's not just, like, a listening party. You know, you put your CD in or, like, a USB and just, hey, this is my track. Yeah. But now to see, like, people using samplers and, like, you know, computers and, like, making awesome music right in front of you. And so, just like going to a show, just like I want to see how they're doing this, and this is awesome. Have you ever seen the rhythm roulette, the Master P rhythm roulette? Yeah, like that's... something like that. Like, yeah. <coughs> I don't know. I just thought about it right now. Like, oh, like give people like a record, sample this, sample whatever you want, make a beat, see what. Yeah, happens. like something like that. Sounds so that's something cool. I want to get into. Like, I want to start doing that, but. It's one of those I need more people to, yeah, yeah. you know, follow it and wanting to do it type thing. Like, I mean, I could do it all day long. I do yeah, like yeah. a thousand of them, but it's not gonna matter. Like, yeah. yeah but well, one day, like, I hope to be on the rhythm roulette and like do some cool shit. Oh yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, rhythm roulette is like this program that this uh, magazine, Mass Appeal, does, where they get a producer, a well-known producer, they uh, blindfold them, take them to a record store, let them pick out three records, and they have to make out a beat using those three random records that they picked out blindfolded and it's usually a dope uh, result, depending on the producer like, like just blazes beat is like oh my god just, just blaze lp's on there LP i mean from john wayne did one oh, dope series it's yeah. a dope series that's just check it out if y'all like beat making and want to see the behind the scenes process of like, that's kind of dope, yeah man. you know because they're blindfolded they get like three random ass records like one could be like this really sweet soul album yeah. and like you know even if they find that one they'll be like no nah, i'm not gonna use this track because yeah, yeah. such and such used it you know i'm gonna try something else with it or you know it'll be like some country one or like you know some weird like korean prayer album or something <laughs> like it, it, could, it could be anything and it's just like they have to use only that they can't like yeah. 
you're like, no, well, I'm just gonna drop this in here and like chime it in. But it, it's it's amazing. That's dope, man. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Uh, just know that you have our support behind you, you anytime you need a podcast at one of your events <laughs> or something. We we're down to be there. Um, so thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I look forward, like I said, for what you got in store, man. Because you seem like a very creative person, man. And I think you got great stuff coming. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I love, man. I love what you're doing, man. And like, I like your, like I said, like the the stone throw, brain feeder route. Like that's my favorite. So I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Ready to listen. Yeah, you, uh, you're uh, cool because you like the first Fast and the Furious. Too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, nobody likes a tuna. <laughs> watch your, watch your back. Watch your, watch your back. Okay. Hey, he was in my face. Now I'm, I'm in your face. face. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody. Y'all can listen to this episode on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play Music, or our website, boysinthebarrio.com. Any one of our episodes. Plugs. And uh, plugs for you, yes. If you can say your plugs, where can uh, you find me? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Cryptnip, or you can find me Sample Houston. One word on both of them. And I just want to thank you guys for having me on here. Like, we tried working this out a while back, and like you know, we finally were able to make it happen. And you know, I want to thank my sponsors, Roland, Hosa, um, Mega DJ Center for you know always looking out for me and doing what's best and making big things happen. Huge shout out to Battle Lab and Battle Lab South and the whole team. Cool. Thank cool. you. Peace. Later. Peace.